We are happy to have uh, evangelist Tyler Stevenson and his wife and family with us. And uh, I told him before service, and I'm telling him again before you, that he has liberty to do whatever God leads him to do. Amen. And we're going to respond to it. Amen. I said we're going to respond to it. We may not... You know, revival always makes us uncomfortable, and that's the purpose of revival, is to push us out of our comfort zone so we can move into a new place with God. And so whatever God has, that's what I want. And I have no time limit on this. We may be in revival till Jesus comes. Amen. I, it doesn't matter to me, God, how long you want to do this, but I do believe that we are at the right place. We're at the right time. And I will tell you this. A lot of times we base everything in our life on what's going wrong or what's not right or all of that, and that's a poor foundation upon which to base your life. I don't care what's wrong in your life this morning. If you can get in touch with God and you can get connected to God, God can do the impossible. Amen. And so I want you to open your heart and I want you to open your spirit and I want you to allow God to speak to you. Forget about the person next to you. We all have enough going on in our personal lives that we all need something from God today. So don't look around and wonder who we might be talking to. Just take it that God's talking to me. Amen. God's speaking to my heart. How about that? Come on, clap your hands to the Lord as Brother Stevenson comes. Thank you, Brother Hughes. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Great and mighty is the name of the Lord. How beautiful are your ways this morning, Jesus. Well, I just believe when I come to the house of God, it's best to let God have his way. If this Holy Ghost is as good as we say it is, and it can do what we say it can do. Why not experience it every time we come to the house of the Lord? See, I, I don't know if you've had it for 50 years. Or you may be here and you've never experienced the power of the Holy Ghost. But there's no high... Like the high of the Holy Ghost. And there's no drunk that can compare to the new wine. I'm saying this morning, why don't we let God have His way? See, we, we come to church. We put on our little facade. We act like everything's a-okay. When we first got married, not too long after we had been married, I was trying to take care of a bill. And the bill was in my wife's name. But I was doing the finances, and so 
I kept trying to call and those of you married people know what that's like. If, if there's a bill in your spouse's name, you ain't, they ain't talking to you about anything. And I, I was getting a little perturbed. I was getting frustrated. I was trying to give these people money and they didn't want to take my money. So I was at work one day and I had concocted a plan. I called this company and they said, okay, is, is Miss Stevenson there? I said, she sure is. Hold on one minute. I got back on the phone and I said, hello. And they said, Miss Stevenson? I said, yes. And I tried to keep my talking limited because I don't do a good girl voice. And so they asked all the questions and I, I went, yes, yes, yes. They said, could you hold just a moment, Miss Stevenson? I said, why, sure. And I was on my cell phone. A few minutes later, they picked up the phone. They said, uh, Miss Stevenson? I said, yeah, yes. They said, this is the fraud department. And about that time, my work phone rang, and it was my wife, and she said, Tyler, someone's trying to do something with our account. I said, it's me. I just want to pay the bill. But, you know, we come to church, and we do the same thing with God. We come in here and act like everything's fine. God, I got this thing under control. But you leave those doors and you go back to reality. And you go back to your mess. And you go back to everything you're trying to fix. Hey, friend, why don't we let God have his way this morning? Why don't you be real with God and say, God, I'm tired of my situation this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, the Holy Ghost wants to do something this morning. Hallelujah. My, my, I feel the Holy Ghost today. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be in this pulpit. I first heard of Brother Mark Hughes when I was about 16 years old. He and my pastor are great friends. And to say that, that it is an honor is an understatement this morning to stand in this pulpit. So I thank him, his wife, and you're so kind my family is with me, and I'm so grateful for that. Let's go to the Word of the Lord this morning. I'll be very honest with you today. The message that I'm going to preach is going against my nature. Um, if I had my way, every service, <laughs> we'd be hanging from the rafters. That's just me. I like high energy. Let's just run, buck, snort, shout, spit everywhere. But the word is so diverse. And it takes diversity to mold the church into what God wants the church to be. If there is no balance of word and spirit, you don't have a product that reflects the deity and the nature of Jesus Christ. Just like the potter uses the right hand and the left hand to produce a beautiful product. God uses the right hand of authority and the left hand of adversity to shape the church. And in adversity and in high times, you can't have the same word. And there's a diverse uh, congregation this morning, and I'm talking about needs. We're going to go to two passages of Scripture today, the first being Romans 8.15. Second being Galatians 5 and 1. I wrestled with the Spirit. 
was coming against this church most of the day yesterday up till early this morning, around 2 o'clock this morning. God has a word for the church this morning. Romans 8, 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Notice the spirit of bondage again. The spirit of bondage again. Galatians 5 and 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Be not entangled again. I want to preach this morning on this subject. Once freed, twice bound. Once freed, twice bound. Holy Ghost is going to minister today. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Father, we come desiring the anointing of the Spirit. God, I'm asking that there would be a liberty of the Spirit prevail in this place. I pray against every spirit that would hinder the work of God. And I come against the human spirit that would try to act as opposition to the liberty of the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, that every chain would be broken, every fetter loosed, and that everybody in the building would be open to what God wants to do in this place today in the name of Jesus. Can we clap our hands to the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. Lord bless you this morning. You may be seated. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, the Bible said, were a direct reflection of God's nature, God's image. It was a place of peace. It was a place of tranquility. Man's nature was pure and innocent. Everything in the garden was a direct reflection of the nature of God. It was not tainted with human elements. The supreme being was the spirit of truth. The second spirit that entered into the picture entered when mankind partook of the forbidden fruit. First John 4, 6 says, Hereby know we the spirit of truth, which was the prevailing spirit, which was the spirit that always was and always will be, and the spirit of error. The spirit of error and the spirit of truth have warred since the beginning of time. The spirit of error does not want you to live for God. The spirit of error will come against the church. The spirit of error will come against your home. It's two spirits. There are offsprings of spirits. There are offsprings. There's demons. There's all, but the two spirits that are warring since the beginning of time was the spirit of truth. And the spirit of error. What was once a reflection of beauty. Was now tainted and marred. By the spirit of error and sin. These two spirits have battled. And they're still battling today. With the introduction of sin. Came the byproduct of bondage. David said it best in Psalm 51 and 5. Behold I was shapen in iniquity. 
And in sin did my mother conceive me. Bondage for humanity is inescapable. We don't have a choice when we're born. We are born bound. All men and women who ever were or ever will be cannot escape the fact that they are first bound. Don't think for a moment this morning that God was going to sit by and let hell prevail. You and I know that God robed himself in flesh so that you and I could escape the bondage of sin and experience the freedom that God desires. Jesus said, I have come that ye may have life and that more abundantly. God wants everybody to be free. It's not God's will for you to live bound by depression. It's not God's will for you to be just coming to church as a chore. But he that the Son has set free is free indeed. I'm telling you it's time that there is a restoration of the liberty of God's Spirit in the apostolic church. Hear me, if you receive the Holy Ghost, then you were liberated from the bondage of sin and you were made free. God returned you to humanity's original state. You have never been more like Adam and Eve in the beginning or more like God than when you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. At that moment in your life, you were made new. You were born again. And you were pure and innocent in every way. You may remember the things of the past. You may remember those things that you did that you weren't proud of. But when the blood was applied, you were made in the image of God in the spirit realm. Hear me, if you've never received the Holy Ghost, if you've never received the power of the Holy Ghost, then you don't have to stay bound by that stuff. You can experience the liberty of God's spirit. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You don't have to stay bound by that stuff that you've been dabbling in. The humanity, the nature of humanity. But you can be liberated by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God specializes in transformation. God specializes in changing people's lives. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says, Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. This, this puzzles me. Because I've been in churches. They were the most far removed thing from liberated I've ever seen. Everyone looked sad. Everyone looked bound. Now, if we've all been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, then where's the liberty of the Spirit? See, maybe I just take this thing a little more seriously. You don't know my story. And I don't know yours. I'm not making light of yours. It took me seven years to get the Holy Ghost. When I finally got it, I was wishing God would just strike me dead so I know I'd make it. It took me forever. I was born and raised in this thing. But it took me forever to get the Holy Ghost. 
I cried for it. I begged for it. I tried to talk so fast that I would stutter and let people think that I was talking in tongues. I did everything. So when I got the Holy Ghost, I didn't care about anybody else around me. When I came to church, you could do whatever you want to do. You may not take this thing seriously, but it took me a long time to get it. So I'm just going to get it every time I come to the house of God. Hear me this morning, friend. You better not take a service for granted because you don't know what happens when you walk out of those doors. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Once God sets us free, once God breaks those chains, once God delivers you from all of that mess and begins to transform your life, He did His part. It's our responsibility to stay free. It's our responsibility to stay pure. But that old enemy, the devil, he comes in and he tries to get with you. He tries to mess up your mind. That's why Paul said, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. He was addressing after the Holy Ghost. You've done experience the power of God. You know what it's like. You've been free. Now let me tell you what you're supposed to do after you've been free. You were bound once. You were freed once. Don't go getting bound again. You stay free. You stay liberated. There are people that sit on church pews. They have been freed once. But they're twice bound. They didn't do their part. They didn't do their part. God, God freed them one time. God liberated them one time. God broke the chains that had bound them one time. Yet somewhere along the way, it could have been six months, it could have been a year, it could have been five years. They began to entertain things that they shouldn't have entertained. I, hear me, I'm not coming preaching against drinking or promiscuity or all that. I'm fixing an ill spirit that's attacking the church. People, people began... To get entangled with sister so-and-so or, or brother so-and-so. And they masquerade wrong motives with spirituality. When the wise men were going to see Herod. Or going to see Jesus, Herod told them, when you, when you find him, come tell us, I want to go worship him. He didn't want to go worship him. He wanted to bring down the Son of God. There are people that are sitting on church pews. The furthest thing from their mind is spirituality. But they want to stop what God is trying to do in the church. I'm going to nail it. I wrestled with it all day yesterday. I'm going to nail it. Well, you need to pray for brother so-and-so. What's wrong with him? Well, you haven't heard. They don't need to hear because what's fixing to spew out of your mouth is garbage and venom and it's bringing division into the church. I didn't expect to make you shout this morning. Well, 
you know, pastor, he hasn't really been on his A game lately. We need to pray for him. You, you haven't heard what's going on with them. They don't need to hear. They don't need to hear. And the chief spirit that is coming against the church is pride. And the chief characteristic of pride is rebellion. And it's what got Lucifer cast out of heaven. See, when you start entertaining these, these wrong spirits, it's like, it's like fishing string. If I took a fi- piece of fishing string and wrapped it around him one time, and he came to the house of God, he could break that, no problem. And he could just worship, keep worshiping. But you wrap it three times, four times, five times. Nobody could see it. But there's no liberty. He's bound. And that's what's happening to people in the church. Nobody could see it. You still look the part. You still, everything looks fine on the outside. But there's no liberty. There's no liberty. And you're bound. You're still trying to go through the motions. Hey, the children of Israel look like Israelites. They talk like Israelites. But when the man of God tried to take them to where God promised, their heart and their mind was evident and revealed out of their mouth. Would to God we'd be in Egypt. Hear me. That spirit will rise up against spiritual authority. It will try to make you think that you know more than the man of God. Pride is like steroids. It makes things, things seem bigger than they really are. And pride will convince you that you are more important than you really are. And it will convince you that you, are, that you know more than the man of God. And you can come against spiritual authority. And you'll start trying to gather you a following. I'm, just, I'm talking about pride. And it will try to stop what God is wanting to do in the church. It will try to kill what God is trying to do. Hear me. You can be, you can be dead right in theory. You can be totally right in every way with what you're trying to say. But your wrong spirit makes it null and void. You may have a Ph.D. from Yale. You may be able to write it down on a chalkboard in every which way. But your wrong spirit. If you've got a right spirit, you can come to a pastor and say, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm seeing. I'm not saying that I want my way. I just want to have my say. And he'll be open and he'll listen. Because you've got a right spirit. But when you come with a wrong spirit and you're trying to sow discord. Your wrong spirit makes your theory null and void. Pride and rebellion. Hear me. It will stop what God is wanting to do in a heartbeat. But you're going to follow the shepherd. One way or another. To the Egyptian, the Bible says the shepherd was an abomination. But who were they following in the end? Moses. All the way at the front of the pack. They were following a shepherd. It's going to be up to you whether you follow him to the promised land or to destruction. But whatever he says is going to happen. Hear me. Hear me. I'm not just talking. I sat in my pastor's office with a wrong spirit when I was 17 years old. And he told me, Tyler, if you do this, 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 and this is going to happen. And I said, there ain't no way. 
that's so far removed from where I'm at. There's no way. There's no way. It wasn't even six months. I was sitting in his office. And I was exactly where he told me I was going to be. And I fell on my face and I repented. I asked for forgiveness. And I got my spirit right. And I got my heart right. And it puzzled me. Years later, I was praying. I said, God, how did he know? How? There's no way he could have imagined that. And he said, when he spoke it, it became your fate if you did not listen. I said, give me scripture. He took me to Moses and the children of Israel. There was many things that he said that would come to pass that God never told him. God never told Moses any of that stuff. But God honored the place of authority. Therefore, when he said it, it became Bible. And the man of God right here, when he says it, and you go against it out of rebellion, you're in error. You're in error. Hear me. I'm talking to someone who was once liberated, but now you're twice bound. And you're trying to come to church and do the same thing that you've always done. But there's no liberty. There's no liberty. Hear me. That's not the will of God. God wants you to be free this morning. God wants you to be free this morning from all of that. God wants to liberate you in the Holy Ghost. God doesn't want you to live bound. God doesn't, doesn't want you to come to church and go through the motions and never experience His power. But He who the Son has set free is free indeed. God doesn't want you to stay bound from that junk. God doesn't want you to, st- to, to, to come experience His power and then go back to the things of the world and just stay bound. No. No, but God wants you to be free this morning. I don't know how long it's been since you've experienced the liberty of the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about just coming up here and flopping all around. I'm talking about just the pureness of God's Spirit. That's liberty. That's liberty. I I, I believe in demonstrative worship. I believe in, in running and shouting and all of that. But hear me. There is a pureness. And a liberty that comes just when you're, when you're open to the Spirit of God moving in your life. You know, I, I equate a Sunday night to a downpour. Sunday night of shouting and dancing and running, just a downpour of God's Spirit. But you ask an old farmer which rain they would rather. They'd rather just a slow, steady. And that's what it's like just to get in the presence of God. And just to be open to the Spirit. It's just a slow, steady. Let's lift our hands all across the building right now. The Holy Ghost is speaking to someone. I'm talking to someone who it's been a long time since you've just really been loosed in the Holy Ghost. It's been a long time since you've just been at liberty in God's spirit. And maybe you've been holding on to some stuff. Hear me this morning. God wants you to be at liberty in Him. God wants you to be at liberty in Him. Let's stand all across the building. The Holy Ghost is ready to move. Silabaha sotoyorabaha. Let's lift our hands. I'm asking for some prayer warriors right now, if you would. I'm talking to some old-time prayer warriors that know how to get a hold of God. Come on, Mama. Come on, Mama. Would you talk to God right now?